Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. Man, we got another super dope, super informative show for y'all today. We're going to be talking plant life and holistic healing, mind, body, and soul, physical, mental, and spiritual with resources that you can find hopefully not too far away from where you are. We're going to be talking all this with our honored guest for today. Please help me welcome to the show, Chef by Profession, actually currently chefing for Hilton Inn Entities in the holistic community by purpose. He's a holistic healer. Actually, in that community, he's dubbed uh, the Bushman, the medicine man. Please help me welcome Jalen Gordon, man. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. I can't complain, man. Hey, look, at Trip Talk Tech, you know, we we love to show love to the ones who are out here that is disrupting things, making positive change in our communities. And, um, you know, my daughter, like I told you, you know, I was probably talking her ear off about spirituality and, and eating right and planting and all of this stuff. And uh, she mentioned Janae. And um, when I took a look at what you were doing, man, again, shout out to you for, you know, being at your age, and I know young, old, it really doesn't matter, but to be aware, and um, especially at this time where, you know, food shortages are looming, um, you know, people are getting sick, they're losing their job, so they don't have necessarily the insurance to go the quote-unquote medical route, the big pharma route that they try to make us go, and um, just to provide relief there, to provide um, information and resources uh for those uh people out there for people even that you're doing this for now and that your your body of work i'm sure will live beyond you but you know just we salute you and we just thank you for that work man and, and again we want to highlight you a little bit today well, i appreciate that um very much i never thought i'd um have people telling me they learned from me or they understood something that i said on a spiritual level because my initial plan for this like i did this at age seven i would go out to the low countries um in bamberg south carolina and even like in orangeburg where i'm from but i would go out and we would get things like me pop which is look like a real small line we just eat on them or we'll you know dig the flowers up pull the flowers Mm -hmm. or dig up some of the roots and use, but I never thought it was um, a rarity or something that was, I guess, different to other cultures. I just thought if I was doing it, everybody else was doing it as well. <laughs> you know? but it, 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 It's funny, like you said, you, you, you don't look at it as a rarity, but I think that's where we at now, right? Just as a culture, right? I think our culture has been so stripped in, 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 you know, I, I think, it, again, that, that makes what you're saying, you know, it, for whatever reason, you had it in you to just do it naturally. But most of us, to your point, is that's foreign, which, again, was culturalized to us. So, so again, I, I, I salute you for just bringing that back into our remembrance. And, and hopefully, again, we keep doing this. The message gets out and, and we get that being not so foreign to go out and maybe pick something, something out the ground and eat it because it's good for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, look, with all that being said, let's just jump right in, man. Um, and uh, you just touched on it in, in which you replied back. But um, like I mentioned earlier, you're a chef now. Now, I understand having to, you know, maybe go research plants for seasoning or flavoring. What, what plant does this or what plant does that? But uh, what made you 
at seven, you know, start really eating plants or, or researching the medicinal purposes of them or, you know, what guided you in, in, into that, that path? I see um, my mom from Andre, South Carolina, my dad from Bamberg, South Carolina. So there's two Gullah regions, but it is different slightly. My dad would tell me about the maypop, which is a, a small fruit. And we would often trek the, you know, the terrain. We would always walk. Um, my dad would had a car, but he just preferred walking. So we'd walk every single way. And as we walk, he would teach me about certain things. He would tell me. He probably didn't realize he was teaching me. But he would tell me about some of the little crustaceans, what would be in the creeks. He'd tell me about the different um some of the different plants and how they would eat, you know, how they would use or eat them. And even the little ants that we have, like the, what they call red velvet um, ants, real big and they bite you to get a fever. But he would tell me of these things and it would always stay in here. It didn't go in this ear and go out the other one. It stayed in here, like, you know, for storage, I guess. I would realize <laughs> that I was going to need it. My mom, she did home health care, home health care for, um, the community. So mm. that basically um she would give care to the elders or anyone who um had any physical ability you know disabilities. Okay. So doing so she the elders and the people that she cared for loved her so much. More than their own children sat wow. because <laughs> my mom was always there. So they would cling to her, they would talk to her and tell her stories. And these stories often include the language, the old language that had been forgot about, mm -hmm. and also the healing mechanism, you know, how they would um, take care of themselves when they didn't have doctors for either financial reasons or for racial reasons as well, you know. It would gotcha. So they knew of the old ways. So I mean I mean old um ancestral knowledge that came from their mother places you know their mother um places mm -hmm. no like, I, I get what you're saying their origin they, the way they yeah. come from yep so we have some that come from um nigeria you can see nigerian traces when like say mothers for example when the baby gets fever they mm -hmm. put a, a cloth right? it's like a cloth but it's a uh, it's a natural cloth, so I mean, it's nature's cloth. It's a foliage of a certain um, plant, and they wrap it around the baby's forehead, and then keep it overnight. And then when they wake up the next morning, the baby don't have fever no more. Wow! So things like that, you know. She always come after she get off work and be like, "Well, I I heard a phrase today, y'all," and we would be right there sitting down listening, or she would tell us, "Hey." I heard something else that the old ones, older ones would do. And it always kept in my head. Or either I write down on a little piece of paper. <laughs> so I have papers on top of paper. You got, you got cheat codes. You got right. cheat codes at the house, huh? And that was me learning that at a young age. So, And then to go a little more. So after I graduated in 2014 high school, I went to Charlotte, Johnson Wales. And then I got sick after my first year. Mm. I mean, very sick, colon issues, colon. They wanted to, you know, snip. Colon out, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, I can't do that. Um, I can't. So me coming home during COVID time, I end up having to walk for certain places because I don't drive and I had um issues with like transportation, like like Lyft and taxis and stuff. So I ended up walking. I said, shoot, my dad used to walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to walk yes. right with him. So mm-hmm. me walking, I used to see some of the plants and they the wind would do a thing with me. If the wind blows sometime, it would wave at wave a plant down, kind of like trying to get my attention. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I That's how you interpreted it. Uh-huh. Yes. So most of the time I look at these plants and these plants are definitely um, edible, medicinal. It's here for um, us. We have some plants that can ravage the, you know, the aging process. It will slow down the ravaging of aging. Oh, uh, you going you know, you gonna have to put us down with that later, but go ahead and finish explaining because you say look, you, you you we gotta get a fan something to go back with. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll tell them one, there's one called the princess tree. And you can take that tree and you can break the the bark in this respective season, of course. Uh-huh. And you can use that um to help with delirium. Ones will have dementia. You can take the um leaves and boil them and you can cool it and you can put that upon the hair and what it'll do is it'll stop the grain which to me is not an issue i like i'm about to say i like i like my little grades i'm getting in man i i I... (laughs) it's just for some who are self you know self-conscious of that i get it themselves but what it'll do is it'll help it grow as well so, All right, so give them that tree again. Give them that tree again, because I know it's a lot of people that want to stop grease. Let's let's oh. give them the tree. <laughs> it called a princess tree. Princess tree. She gonna get you right. See, we we gonna have some fun today, man. Hey, look, forging. It's become bigger and bigger, right? Uh, uh across, um, obviously the U.S. Um, but I know now, like I was saying, with the food shortages looming, and you know they're trying to give us fear about that. Um. I mean, even like I was saying earlier, I, I have a, a a friend in in Baltimore. He has his own business uh, at Organic Herbs, and they actually do trips where they're giving you more information about how to identify and things like that. And you just said that earlier um, in in your response. Is it any tips that you can give us that? Hey, all right, I, I want to get back to natural. I want to help my family if it is some kind of food shortage. But how do I go outside and recognize? hey that's not poison or that's good because i think also in our education from school you know things that we were taught were probably poisonous probably aren't poisonous and vice versa um because i know for me uh again that guy or my my guy at organic arabs was telling me about those little strawberries right those little teeny prickly looking ones and i'm like nah man i ain't eating that that's poisonous and he's like what that's probably the better strawberry which you're eating in the store is is made in poison so yeah it, it kind of get confusing so is it anything go back to my question I, I got carried away is it anything that we can do to identify like hey what plants are, are edible or medicinal versus hey stay away from that my best um advice at least from my under my experience mm-hmm. and understanding, I would say start with one plant first. We get so um sometimes we get excited and we want to do more than we can chew. <laughs> and I'm I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Um, my first plant that I started off with was the dandelion. 
well when I when I re came, you know, when I rejoined this um this walk of life, I started that. Now I'm growing up, I would just, you know, I had <laughs> I don't know if I had the ancestors, my mom and my dad protecting me or all three combined. You had all three. But now that I started back, I started with the dandelion. And okay. I learned everything I could learn about it. You know, I had um a guy at work, he his eyes was and I'm I got left I went left lane, but I'm gonna go back eventually. No, you good, we good, we good, go. He um had a burning sensation in his eye. I remember I was about to um, make some tea for myself. So I just made some of the tea with just dandelion and I cooled it and then I applied I told him I gave it to him and he applied it to his eyes and his eyes stopped the itchiness for that moment. So and he just, you know, kept doing it whenever he needed to. But um that's one thing I would definitely recommend learning that. And then while you learn that plant, you learn if they have any lookalikes, you ask the question. Are there any lookalikes for this plant? Are there any poisonous lookalikes? Because just because it's a lookalike don't mean that it's um poisonous. Gotcha. That okay. just could be his cousin. So for example, you have um common dandelion, you have the the off uh, the autumn hawk bit, the rough hawk bit, you have the cat's ear, and they all look similar. What can be different is the size of the leaves, size of the flowers. You even have um the false um hawk bit. So those are ones what um they look alike, but they're all edible. So if you eat them, it's okay. You know. <laughs> I got it. You ain't about to be taken out. You ain't going home to glory. You ain't going home to glory. <laughs> so, that's one thing I would definitely say. Look for those. Now, like for example, I'll tell you one where you have to watch for. Okay. Red raspberry um leaf. Those are very good. I mean, very people talk about it, they praise it for just um the women's health, you know, stripping the uterus. And reproductive system, but it's good for men as well for reproductive system. Okay. Now I was making a huge pot of tea in one of them gumbo pots, and then I realized something told me in my head. It says, "Go check the water." I checked the water, and then I realized what I thought was red raspberry was not. It was a plant called Carolina horse nettle, and those plants can knock you dead. It's toxic. So I had to pull it out of the water that was already heating up with my hands because I didn't want to get rid of my tea. Tea like that is liquid gold to me because mm -hmm. of the important herbs that are good in its effectiveness, its potency. So I heard from pull it out, right? I turned it on. I sat down. I said, hold me here and get up. And I, that's when I pulled it out. Wow. So yeah, plants like those. And you have some plants. That can drop a horse to the ground; they'll fall dead. Horses are much, you know, larger yeah. animals. So if they do it to a horse, I can only yeah. they'll take us out in a sniff, huh? <laughs> 156 pounds, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wet. Cool. So I'm looking for these plants, and like you said, back in the day, you guys used to trudge up and down, you know, walk back and forth, and kind of scour. Um, I go outside. 
I want to start looking. Where do I look? Do I just look right in front of my house, my apartment building, on the side of the street, empty parking lots, to park? Where, where, where the best places to go? Glad you said that as well. That's an important thing. You, If you have a house and you've lived in that house for more than two years and you know what's been sprayed or what has not been sprayed in the areas, then I say it's okay. But if you're in an apartment and you just move in the apartment, they constantly spray chemicals yeah. and stuff. So I wouldn't do that. I gotcha. recently got on one of my, um, I guess, the maintenance people because they were spraying a chemical called Roundup. Mm-hmm. That's the cancerous one, right? Tell me about it. And they spray it on the dandelion leaf. I look at him. I said, what the hell? I said, what is wrong with you? Because the dandelion now- leaf. Go ahead. Not to cut you off real quick, because I know we, we, I think you're going at with this. And my, again, organic herbs, shout out to them. They, they were saying the same thing. Like even maybe it's even calculated from the, the, the city workers. Like, you know, you have them picking some of the plants and leaves and putting them in bags and bins. But then the other ones, to your point, they're just trashing, you know, the dandelions and things like that with insecticides. You're right about that. Like, and it's funny, I didn't even know that they would pick some and would take them to the side. So that means they know of its medicinal property. They're not dumb. They just play dumb. Now, the dandelion can take away 98% of the cancer cells. So I don't know why would people put spray chemicals would give you cancer on a plant that prevents takes it. Takes it away. <laughs> so I wouldn't do that there. I would go in deep fields. Deep fields. Okay. Uncontacted fields for the most. And I would go there. Gotcha. Gotcha. In the deep parts where the deers dwell. Now, when you go in that deep, right, do we have to worry about, and and obviously you'll, you'll wash things off and things like that, but do you have to worry about, like, you know, you know, pet, I mean, not pets, but animals, you know, whether it's urine or feces or things like that on the plants or pretty much they, they respect it too. Is it's just one circle of life? It do depends. It do. Um, I've learned that like some of the berries I can just eat straight <laughs> off the vine. And I do. Uh, <laughs> Especially in the summertime, I feel the best because of the well, springtime. I feel the best because of the berries. And sometimes okay. the berries have a little like bacteria or so on it. Very, very small. But when you eat it or so, it's harmless for humans for the most part. So if it's in deep parts um, of the areas, it's harmless. If anything, it's probiotic and prebiotic for you. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that good bacteria. Even that good stomach bacteria, right? That's what I'm talking about. And if you will look, like sometimes when I'm having like roots and mm-hmm. I'll scrub and I'll clean, but if I see like little small dirt particles, I'll allow it. Especially if it's like clay and stuff like that, I'll allow it because in the olden times our culture would leave some of that for good bacteria. You okay. It's okay. how you have a build your immune system. To fight against other infections. Yes. Okay. That so makes when you sense. have things such as feces and everything growing, you have to wash that. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. 
Now, I read an article, it might have been this and this something somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your son even got kind of real sick with a bad fever that it was hard to break at the hospital or whatever. Um, and, and you've, I guess, found a cure for that. Again, what is it, one of those things, uh, you know, you're listening to the doctor, what they're saying, and then you go back to your resources and, and figure it out? Yes, yeah, so I know there are a lot of people a lot of medicine people who can sometimes be extremists mm-hmm. in the light where they won't allow themselves nor their children or family to get seen by doctors. Now, I understand their reason, but I like to look at it like this. Here is an opportunity to test my my faith, and not only my faith, but just my knowledge that was stored mm-hmm. by So I, everything that I do, mm-hmm. I want it to be ran to test form. I can't do that because I don't have the machine. So mm-hmm. when I go there and I let them test my blood and test my, my heart and everything, it allows me to know. That's your confirmation. How, yes, just how my herbs are working. If they're working for me, are they doing a sharp, where I'm strong at, where I'm a little weaker at and need to uptake on? So yes, and then there could be things where I don't know because I don't have these machines. So mm-hmm. when I found out, when we found out our son had bacteria in the blood, um, what I did was I left, I went home, mm-hmm. I hiked the fields, I went up the hills, and I got these wild oregano, and I mixed them with the dead nettle and the purple, um, yeah, the, dead, the purple dead nettle, and then the hen bit. Then I added like sea moss and elderberry. Mm-hmm these gentle blood cleanser herbs that would clean his blood and it would stop bacteria. So it means antiviral, antifungal, antiseptic. The same herb that I would make soap out of. Mm-hmm. I use it for him. And we allow it to boil. And then I would I talk I took some with me. And whenever it was time for his um feeding and stuff, we would give it to him through his bottle two ounces to three ounces at a time for mm-hmm. whatever milk we gave him. And when I tell you, it stopped. <laughs> Matter of fact, his fever went down that same day it was going down. What? I know. What did, and what, did the, what was the doctor's reaction? Because, again, I know when you sitting there like, hey, let me put this in the bottle, and they like, yeah, 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 do what you want, but he's got something bad. Like, what was their reaction to you? And then the change after everything worked. I wouldn't tell them nothing. When they asked me, like, about, like, do we give him anything and such, I wouldn't tell them nothing because I knew if I did, they would have tried to paint me in the worst image. Gotcha. Especially when they figure out, when they found out that we didn't um, give him any vaccines when he was born. Ah, Not one. Because that's the first thing they'll try to blame. Well, you should have. And they tried to um, test him for COVID multiple times and it came back negative. They wanted it to be so bad. So they kept him for almost five days and it was just it was so annoying. It was so frustrating. I guess I could see it in your face as a dad. It's just like almost that helpless. I, I see the helplessness, you know, when you say that, but hey, you came through, man. And see they have these little cage like things for um children and um 
I just didn't like had them seem like I was at the Riverbank Zoo or something looking at my own child in a you know in a cage. I didn't like that. I was ready for him to go. Wow, man, that's 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 so testimony. His bacteria stopped growing, mm-hmm. which was good, and um, they still kind of wanted to keep him so. But you know, it was they allowed us to finally take him home. Wow. And then from on that part, I just gave him more immune boost and herbs, which would protect him from anything that could have been at that hospital. Gotcha. So I started giving him herbs at three months old. Hmm. That's now what herbs did we give a young kid coming up to help build their immunity up? I'm at uh I would give him or give them Dandelion leaf, a good thing. I would give them mullen, mullen, elderberry, elderberry. Okay. Um, the elderflower, I would give as well, especially when they have fevers, stuffy nose. Yes, I would definitely give them that. Chamomile after they're six months old. Chamomile. Okay. Mm-hmm. After six months, yarrow, I get them. Yarrow. Now, where do we get yarrow from? Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll come back to that. Hey, look, see that some of these things are like, all right, I can get the dandelion. I can't uh, yarrow. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but are these things you can probably order or hook up with some type of holistic person and get? A holistic person? more possible you know more possible um ordering probably too only thing i would say is certain regions where they do things mm-hmm. aren't in this pure form so whenever i'll give you an example i'll never buy burdock from places like in the asian region because a lot of times they do hybrids and it's just not you have to. You're not going to get the 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 composition, the medical composition, or the the chemical composition that you need, the purity that you need if if you don't pick the right place. I get what you're saying. Exactly. I think. Cool, man. So, what you said, what you, you you know, hey, pick a plant, start there, grow grow your information, your knowledge base. I'm definitely down with that. We're a technology show by by nature. So, is it? any places outside of google i mean obviously we can probably search that but is it any places you recommend that you know or a certain plant app you know hey i take a picture is it gives me hey this is this is it is it any shortcuts to this research or is it better places for us to research or just kind of be open to all information there are um i believe plant apps but sometimes no, being that it's a robot, it don't always give you the accurate information. That right there in its own can be toxic and dangerous. Understood. That's I information. Yes. There's a lot of times I have to take a picture of something three times. <laughs> or if not, just look at it in a different um growing stages because it may look when you get it, especially when it's um when the sap starts to grow up, you know, that that's old timey for when the shoots come up mm-hmm. and you see it in its first form 
you might the app might tell you it's something else. Mm-hmm. But as it blossom and grow, you know, get bigger. And now the app can identify correctly. As such. And if you was to think that it was that and come back later with that same um mind frame that it is that. Mm-hmm. Or is it that it is what you first thought it was and you use it, it could be harmful. Well, just the example you gave uh, with what you were cooking, right? You thought it was one thing and then it wasn't. And it's like, oh, snap. So I get it. I get it. So I appreciate that. Mental health and wellness, you know, that's a, a huge topic for us here at Trip Talk Tech. And um, my question with it along those lines, is it any plant or any kind of plant that we can make into a tea or things like that that can help us or ease uh, depression and anxiety? You know, maybe something we can hit in the morning before we hit our day to kind of calm us down. Is it is it any particular plants or roots that probably work better for anxiety and depression? Because that's a huge topic. Yeah, so one chamomile is very good for <clears throat> calming you. You know, okay. that's okay. a good one. The passion flower is good. It's sedative. So the ones that can calm you will more likely have sedative properties to it. Okay. But you have to be aware if you're going to like do things like drive or so. Not to say it's going to have you all the way out, you know, off your rocker, mm-hmm. but it will um definitely calm the nerves. So a lot of herbs that's good for, um, a lot of herbs that are good for like essential nerves or just um depression. So I have this tincture. It's called Happiness or Calm You Down. That's just the name, a long name, but it's very good for grief. So when one experience loss of a of a loved one yes mm-hmm. i recommend using that one there and, and what is that called again happiness to calm you down all right and that's something a product that you sell a tea that you sell a product that i've made i never sold it before ah. i do a lot of um experimenting in the lab right, right. before i actually give it out but all right, well, Trip Talk Tech need to be on your your uh, lab rat list, and uh, we we definitely <laughs> we we can vet some of these teas out for you guys. So it has uh, sedative flowers that okay. can I call them they, sedative or trippy like flowers that can put you in the spirit in a great mood. You just be happy for no reason. It'll also help relieve headaches because people don't realize it. You know, when you're crying so much. That, that you know that pressure allows headaches so people who cry after they um come back from their tears and they're okay they realize they have a tremendous headache mm-hmm. so that's why i add that you know to help them so it'll put you in a great spirit and it'll relieve you of headaches or information in the head slash brain wow. man that's that's a lot of info, man. So I know you you provide a lot of help for your clients and um, that 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 come and consult to you on the holistic side. I mean, you've helped people with COVID, you've helped them with the rhinovirus, you helped them with UTIs, you've helped babies. I mean, you talked about some of the things baby can't herb up to strengthen themselves. Um, gastrointestinal, eczema, eczema, the list goes on. Low iron. 
how does being that medicine man, you know, the bush man, as they call you, how does that in those clients, what you do for them tie into your overall purpose? Because even just what you said, right, you even got to mix up a tea and yeah, you play around with it to make people feel better, but it's not about the money. You ain't sold none yet. So how does this tie into your life purpose? Well, <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I didn't realize that I'd be doing this. I didn't realize that I would want to quit my job that I went to school for. I mean, and I'm pretty sure you understand Jocelyn Wells' tuition. <laughs> well too much, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. So I never thought that I would take that risk and put myself, you know, needing well, taking out loans for school, then not even wanting to go for that same thing anymore. Like living a life which I could have easily learned. Just hanging around some of the elders that already had the medicine mentality. So I don't want to work anymore. Not for in the public. I'm ready to work for myself. I'm ready to clock in, you know, when I'm going out by the water, that's me clocking in, <laughs> jumping in the water, grabbing elderberry or grabbing these plants that grow there. So I, I miss that. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I answered your question, but me doing that has made purpose to my life. You know, when I worked at a place, I've had the best jobs. I worked at Disney, I've worked at uh, Panther Stadium, I worked at um, Augusta um, Masters. Oh, the Masters, Augusta Nationals, man. You've been there. You've been all over. You know, I've even worked in two well-renowned um, spots in Charleston, restaurants in Charleston, steakhouses. And I could have gone up that career ladder. But with me realizing that's not something I wanted anymore, I looked at the culinary industry as a slave house, you know, the, the big house, if you will. I felt like, at least yes. when it come to me, I felt like I was a house Negro. <laughs> and I didn't get the respect I deserved, nor could I climb up the career ladder like I wanted to. Okay. And me doing that, it affected me mentally, and it just made me sick having to stand on the line all day and not being allowed to sit down and rest. I got sick that way. So, even now, I can't work late at night. I have to, I work in the morning, but I, me working late at night, it affects my mood, it affects my belly, it affects all of that. So, when I go out into these woods, no matter how hot it is, no matter how dangerous it is, I'm at peace. So, one thing you said there, and I, I don't want that to get lost, right? You You said you felt sick almost when you were in a position where again basically kind of going against your soul right it's like yeah you're working you're doing what you got to do you're paying your bills you actually like you said you're trying to make right on this this investment that you put into with you know your school but you know and the point i'm trying to get out of this is sometimes yeah everything lines up and looks like we should be in these certain spots and you know but if it don't align with our soul you'll know Right. Like you said, you'll get sick. It'll go against you to a point where you got to do something different. And um, 
Hey, I, I, I salute you for, for going with that. And, and in my experience, it's only been the people that take risks and do what's in their heart, they get what they want. So um, obviously, you're obviously on that path and, you know, just keep going on that. And I guess with that, what's next for Jalen, man? You know, we, we almost done, but what's next? What you got going on? And it sounds like, you know, you got exciting things coming up. Yes, I'm often, I'm always working. That's why I can say nothing about me. I'm not at work. I'm either in the woods, in the water, climbing up the trees just to get some of these high type berries or, or fruit pods that grow up there or the flowers. So I used to watch um, Discovery Channel with my dad. And I used to see these men from different cultures climbing up or doing all these, and they would talk to the cameras in their native tongue, and they would spit it back out in the English. <laughs> and it would tell them, or tell us how they were you know, exactly what they were doing. Mm. And I just always wanted to be an explorer. Like, that's what I really wanted to do, be able to be an explorer, go to different um, areas and such. But then it's just something that just lost. It got lost into my own um, will, at least. I forgot about wanting to do that. So with me doing this, I see, it's like I have my dad next to me. He's not here anymore. But I have him next to me, and he's like, in a sense, like, I don't want to say guiding, but he's definitely um is is reminding me of the path that we used to take or the knowledge that I just learned. Or hear my I can hear my mom talk when I see certain plants. I can hear her say, "Oh yeah, that's for this," and the old ones will tell us this, and then it's automatically instantly back into my head. It just brings me a nice peace. I don't like the um discrimination that comes. Like I almost went. I had a police mess with me um last last month. Mm-hmm. Going to get elderflower. And because of that, he couldn't because he went there for a quote unquote call he got and when all of that got um turned around and found out that he was not being truthfully, they had to mm-hmm. let him go. And then when I went about calling his um superior and filed a report, the next day I came back and they chopped down the field. And same, same, same thing again. Like I was saying, my man was saying the same thing. You, the city officials here, when they realize you messing with stuff, they come in and they pesticizing it the next day, or they running it over, um, the crops over. It's crazy. And that's why I don't want to tell people what I'm doing. It's not so that I'm trying to hide the culture, but it's because I'm trying to keep it protected. You know. So you may see me out here working. Or you may see me at the house making baskets. As I'm sitting ah. <laughs> <laughs> do it underneath so people won't be like, what is he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> or um, writing as well. I have a, a manuscript that I've been working on since 2014. And oh. I took a big break, a big pause, because I could not find any inspiration. The story wasn't appealing to me. I didn't realize until maybe a year ago that this journey that I was on, I was writing it. You know, before I actually grabbed the pen, I was living it. So now I know how to write it. So this uh, right here is pushing it all, down. Yes, I'm 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 walking the story. I just gotta put it on pencil now. 
Man, it's one thing that I, I, I can say that you, you have been blessed with and, and just listening to your story is, is those stories. Um, and you got direct access and, 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 and knowledge from the ancestors, you know, ancestors that might not be ancestors directly connected to you, but you got that wisdom passed down. And like you said, that don't never go anywhere. That'll be in your subconscious forever. So, I mean, again, man, the, again, we, we, we trying to ploy and, and encourage you to keep doing what you're doing so you can get that out. So again, we can all benefit from that, man, and, and pass it back on down to, to our other generations, uh, uh help. So man, Appreciate you, bro. We got to ask you, though, before you get out of here. We ask all our guests, man, favorite pair of tennis of all time. You did a lot of walking, so I know you had some tennis shoes that you that you wore back and forth and up and down, and it was some comfortable ones. My favorite pair. Hmm. I, I shouldn't have these as a favorite pair because I shouldn't be wearing them out there. But I do like when I get to wear like the the boots, like 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 the you know Tims or so. Okay, all right. You like the butters? Yeah. So and then even um sometimes I be wearing um my <laughs> so all right sometimes I wear my my clogs. Your clog? Hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with the clogs. The clogs are comfortable. And then recently I started putting on these little um slides, but I say I got to stop that. I be going in territory. Where it's the snakes and stuff. Yeah, I'm about to say, man, you tying your feet up out there, going through with slides on. I know. Don't miss a don't miss a rock and roll over. Good gracious! Just the same one who will see an alligator snapping turtle and jump right in the water to chase it. I've been doing that since I was at least twelve years old. Something is <laughs> something wrong with you? Nah, <laughs> we ain't gonna say that. We ain't gonna say that. We gonna say you got insight that we don't have. <laughs> yeah, so I, I look at things a little different. I remind myself that I'm a country boy that lived in the city his whole life. Only part I, I lived in a little country in the country part, like when I was younger. But for most of my upbringing, I lived in the city, and I always had that country life mentality because of my my parents. And the areas where their mothers so live, I would always be there. But when I leave my head, I'm back in like the city. So I have to remember that. See, for me, it's the reverse, right? So we city life, trying to figure out this country life so we can eat right and not get be you know stuck to to what the city life brings. So. Uh, you know, we had creeks in, in parks, so, you know, we played in the creeks, but we didn't really have much around where we played, or again, was aware enough to play around it, and that's what we're trying to get out there for the ones that are in the city or wherever you are, um, that, again, this stuff is right down, right in front of you, but just got to take some advantage of it, and again, know what you're looking at and know what you're doing, so that's the whole education effort behind this. We don't want people to feel like, you know, hey, there's no food on the shelves. I'm going to die tomorrow or this ain't happening. I got to take something. Go ahead, sir. I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to basically touch points on that idea of it being food shortages does not exist. Exactly. I see food all the time here. We have these little red olives that grow mm -hmm. and real, real small, small. I love to just pick them and eat them. They grow right in the deer ranges where they, I mean, fruits that you have never heard of. 
mushrooms that you probably have never seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I see a mushroom can be a little tricky, but I like to pick them as well. I pick the chanterelle mushrooms, the pink tooth, the um, the moral, or the, the moral mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I love those, but a lot of times they'll tell you some of these mushrooms or some of these herbs and stuff are poisonous when we go about looking at them. You really have to ask the elders. They'll tell you if they have knowledge of it. But um, I just say that to say that there is a endless amount of food that is either way tucked down low in the ground or high up on the trees. Mm. But they're there and it's readily available because the deer, they know of it. The rabbits, they know of it. That's another thing. When you watch um, plant life, when you watch wildlife as well, mm-hmm. you will see the foods that some of the animals eat. I watch um, a rabbit and a deer eat mm-hmm. a certain part, a type of berry, and I said, hmm. I went to go Google it, and it gives you energy. I said, that's why they be running so fast. I can't catch them. Now you're putting it together. That's dope. That's dope, yeah. man. So like you said, we got to start taking one flower at a time. Take it one at a time. Once we once we learn one, we go to the next, and hopefully we'll get our library up. At Trip Talk Tech, we're going to definitely try to supply maybe a site, a central point for that in the near future. Uh, we'll, hopefully, once we do the research, we can just put the research out there. Maybe we could be one of those one-stop shops one day. But Jalen, man, I appreciate your time today, man. I thank you for your insight. Your insight sounds like that cancel came all the way from the ancestors. So I appreciate it. And uh, just thank you for your time, brother. No problem. I'm glad to be here, too. Great vibe. Great conversation. Definitely. Definitely, man. So until next time, it's Trip Talk Tech, y'all.